Okay, Vokatov. Today's stuff is Lamed Chet, and we uh, move beyond the Agarita, um and continue on with the uh, Mishnayot now, uh, sp- uh, d- discussing the specific things that are Marin Bechol Hashem to be said in any language. Um, and we turn to Birchas Kohanim, and an interesting thing is, is that a lot of the halachot about Birchas Kohanim um, get discussed here. Like it is interesting, you know. Um, there's a whole parak that's going to be the last parak about Egla Rufa. Like where did Shast does Egla Rufa get discussed? It gets discussed in Soto. Why? Because it's mentioned in the Mishnah about, you know, about well, in the discussion about whether you say it in Hebrew or so then we devote a parak to discussing the halachas of Egla Rufa, because we're also going to talk about it. So anyway, Birchas Kohanim, which would have been interesting to have speculated where would be a good place to put Birchas Kohanim, maybe somewhere in Kudshim or something, or Brachas, I don't know. Anyway, so a lot of it is going to be discussed here in the discussion of this Mishnah. So let's take a look, or the Mishnah's elaboration of the issues about Nehmarin, you know, Belash Kodesh. So Birchas Kohanim Ketad, well, how is Birchas Kohanim? Birchas Kohanim is one of the things that's only Belash Kodesh. So, the Ketad, though, is not saying, how do you say it in Belash Kodesh? It's basically using this as an opportunity to discuss how Birchas Kohanim is, how Birchas Kohanim is done. So, Bimedina Omer, Osa Shalosh Brachos, you say three Brachot, Bimikdash Bracha Achat, and one Bracha. Which, now, of course, the Bracha here does not mean Bracha Tashem, Elkein Mechalam. This is the Birchas Kohanim. The Bracha is, Yivarecha Hashem V'Yishmerecha, Yerashem Panavadecha V'Yichuneka. The question of Bracha Achas or Shalosh Brachos is, do you, do you pause at the end of each Pasuk to say Amen and treat each thing as a separate Bracha with a separate Amen or do you say all three Psukim together so in outside of the Mikdash you do three in the Beit Mikdash itself you do not interrupt and you only say one Amen at the end what that, what that is about or you don't say an Amen actually what that's about is that because in the Mikdash you don't respond Amen um, we'll talk about that in the Gemara you say Barashem but that's when you say yeah but that's not but that doesn't interrupt sort of the, the three Brachot so um, so therefore it all constitutes one bracha so we'll see about that in the Gemara so you say Barashem at the end is what you're saying in the Mikdash um, well normally you say Barashem when you say well let, yeah let's say we'll take a look at the Gemara okay but basically you do not interrupt with an Amen in between so it's all one bracha in the Beit HaMikdash in the Mikdash you say God's name the Yud Kei Vav Kei as it is as it is written um, so you say the full, the full name of God you know the one that's not pronounced outside of the Beit HaMikdash and Ubimdina Bikinu Yav and in the Mikdash in the Mikdash you say outside in the you know Mikdash you say it only in its uh, you know sort of euphemism or in its uh, the substitute name and if you look at Rashi Rashi says Kichsavo Biyud Hey Bikinu Yav Ba'alaf Dalet okay so you just the way we we read that word Yudke Vavke which is you know Adon um, the pronunciation okay Bimdina Kohanim Nosim Yitzidem Kneged Kitzehen outside the base of Mikdash the Kohanim they lift up their arm they you know they stretch out their arms opposite their shoulders you know sort of like shoulder, direct, shoulder right you now directly sort of a parallel uh, you know uh, like a straight line with their shoulders Bimikdash Al Gabi Rashehen like this you know over their heads so Chutz Mikohen Gadol except in the of the Kohen Gadol She'enu Magbiyas Yadav Lomal Minatitz it will be inappropriate for his hands to be above the tits the reason in general in the in the Mikdash the, the hands are above the head is because of the understanding that the Shechina rests in the Mikdash the Shechina rests on the over you know the hands of the Kohanim um, and therefore the, the, the Shechina should be above them you know so if their hands are here then the Shechina is somehow parallel 
both of them, you know, and they're so their hands have to be above their heads because but in the um what do you call it? By the by the Kohen Gadol, you don't want their hands to be above the tits. Um okay. Um Rebihudo Mir Af Kohen Gadol Magdiadov Lamala Mina Tits. No, even the Kohen Gadol would do it. Shana Amar as it says, by Isa Aharon was a Kohen Gadol Eshadav El Am by Yavarachain. Now how we know that that was Lamala Mina Tits, I don't know. But somehow the words Vayisa presumably means lifted up very high or something. What? No, I, I know he was a Kohen Gadol. I don't no, know because, what, because that's not a word. Yeah, Yisa, so probably. Okay, so those are the three issues that are addressed. None of them having to do with, you know, Belash and Kodesh. That's taken for granted. We're using this to discuss other aspects of it. So whether it's divided into three brachot or one, whether you say God's name as it's written or as we, ten, or as we, or as we pronounce it, and how high you lift the hands, shoulder height or above the head. I do want to point out an interesting organization here in the Mishnah, um, which is, it alternates. It says, right, exactly. It says, Mikdash. It says, Mimedina, you would say, Mimedina, Shalosh, Mikdash, one. So it goes, Medina, Mikdash. Then it goes, Mikdash, Medina. Mikdash, Kechlavo, Medina, Kinuyav. And then it goes, Medina, and Mikdash. So it could just be that this is, right, it could just be that this is like a mnemonic, a way that one flows into the next. Mikdash, Medina, I mean, Medina, Mikdash, Mikdash, Medina, Medina, Mikdash. Like, you know, so it's just sort of like, you know, it's an A, B, B, A, you know, A, B type of a thing. I also was wondering if also, though, specifically, when it, it, that it was for maybe starting Medina because that's what's most relevant and uh, you know Mikdash is historical but when it got to the issue of pronouncing God's name it didn't want to sort of talk about the pronouncing of God's name the way it was written it didn't want to mention that as a, as a, as a secondary offhand type of a thing that has to be put front and center you know the other issues are more like historical so they're mentioned second but if you're going to talk about pronouncing God's name fully you want to pronounce you know that should be the first thing to say so maybe they're both true anyway but that's interesting the order let's take a look at the Gemara Tanu Rabbanan Kosovarchu, so shall you bless. Baloshan Akodesh. So first we start with the issue not mentioned in this mission, but mentioned in the opening mission that it's in Hebrew. So it has to be in Hebrew. Ko, like this, like the way the words are written, following, which is in Hebrew. Okay, Atomer Baloshan Akodesh, maybe it doesn't mean that, maybe it means any language. You know, a hard regime. Malahalam Baloshan Akodesh, because we learned out there, Kach, I think the Pesach there was what was it? Kach? Yeah, right. Right. Right, right, right. Okay, so there are other dress shots there. But anyway, but here, if Ko doesn't do it for you, you have the connection of Ko Sivarchu and Eliam Dulavarech. Malhalam Beloshan Kodesh, Afkam Beloshan Kodesh. Now, so uh, before we go further, just point out an interesting Tosos. Venemalala and Eliam Dulavarech. Tema says Tosos. Adarabba. Ema Venemalala and Vachalta Vasavata Veirachta. Malhalam Becholoshan. Kadamalea. Why don't you learn it out from Birchas Amazon? Also says Veirachta. Becholoshan. So this is the H. Lomit. Mistarulate Fe. Lamelef Birchas Kanim. Birchas Hargui. Him to stay in Mifurash Torah. There, the text is spelled out in the Torah. What the text is? The brothers Atmanami Mifurashos Shayu Hepachaklos. Close enough, you know. I understand, but nevertheless, the, we do have a whole text in the Torah for that. Okay, so Hamufurash Aror Ish the Bracha of Alosha Birchas Hamazon in Mifurash Torah, which not is which means that Beirachta by Birchas Hamazon, there's no text to recite. You would fulfill the Dorais obligation if you would say. Uh, blessed is God for this, uh, you know, for this good land that God has given us, or something. Meaning, there's no text. So, if there's no 
text. Why should I think you have to say it in Hebrew? The idea of saying it in Hebrew, right, is an idea of reciting the text as, as you know, reciting the official text in the, you know, in its sort of, uh, you know, the proper text. Meaning, I think the question here that Tosus is raising is, right, it, one way of framing it is, do you have to say it in the original or can you say it in translation? Right? So when you have a text the question of Hebrew or another language is really as the, uh, really an, another way of saying that is the question of do you have to say the original text or are you allowed to say it in translation the original happens to be written in Hebrew okay whereas if you were to say something without a text has to be said in Hebrew it's a different concept it's like it doesn't matter what words you say there's an importance of saying those words in Hebrew right but almost all the cases we've been dealing with well I don't know I mean I, I have to check the Mishnah I think almost all of them are ones in which you know, maybe that's the difference. Some of the things that are Bacholashan are Dafka Bacholashan because there is no particular text. I mean, Rashi made the point of Vachatavatavirachta. But since the Torah doesn't give a text, obviously you could say it Bacholashan. Right? Now, some are Bacholashan even though there is a text, right? Parshat Sota, Vidui Maser, Kriya Shema, those have a text, and Bacholashan means you're contained in translation. Tfila Birchas Hamazon, Shuas Eidus, and Shuas Hapikadon, those don't have a formal text. Okay, so of course they're Bacholashan. But the things that are only Bacholashan a Kodesh, let's talk what they are. Mikra Bikurim, Chalitza, Brachas Klolos, Birchas Konim, Birchas Kohen Gadol is interesting. That's one thing that yeah. doesn't have a text. So yeah. that's the one exception. Parshas Amelech, Parshas Egla Rufa, Umashuach Melchama, Bishashim Adabralam, all of those have a text. So part of the point of Nemar and Bacholashan a Kodesh is really a way of saying has to be said in the original, can't be said in translation. So things with a text, you can discuss original or translation. Things without a text, of course you can say. So an interesting way of rethinking the emphasis of Lashon HaKodesh. Is it an emphasis on Lashon HaKodesh? Or is it an emphasis on some things you need to do the original text and you can't do the translation? The the only exception to that, no. Meaning there could be some, there are always going to be differences, we find. But there could be some things you're allowed to say. Translation, some things have to be an original. But even, but what I'm saying is all the things that are in Hebrew, one way of thinking about it is, it's not really about being in Hebrew. It's really about just saying it in the original. Okay, the one exception to that is the issue about Birchus Kohen Gada, which we'll have to look so at. Yes. the discussion in Vachos about Kriyachma, very interesting, right? Right. Because there's a discussion whether Kriyachma is Vacholashan, exactly. You, have, you don't have a bigger text than that. Right, that's exactly it, exactly. So you can have a text and, and say it's translation. Anyway, that's Osus's point. So here that you're dealing with a text, we're much more inclined to say that it has to be in the original and learn it out from something else that has a text. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um... Uh, okay. I don't need to go to a pasuk about brachas and klalos. Ko itself tells me exactly this way. Okay, I know. So you shall bless. You have to be standing. How do you know that? You can do it when you're sitting. Again, the link to Hargrizim and Harival. That says Yamdu. Okay, so same idea. One's approach is to learn it out from Har Grizim and Harifal. Rabbi Nosson Omer, Eno Tzarich. 
that the Kohanim are chosen to serve God and to give and to bless in God's name. Okay? So Ma and that is a passage that nicely connects their role as serving in the Beit HaMikdash and giving the bracha. So, that, that, so, so that's I mean that pasuk is a very like powerful pasuk in sort of identifying that as a major role of the Kohanim lishato ulevarech bishmo right and so now we're going to link those two ma misharet ba'amida so the same way serving God they have to be standing they can't be sitting when they're shechting a korban so they have to when they are blessing they have to be standing and how do you know that ser- the service in the mikdash has to do to stand and to serve they also serve for only stand and wait so okay <laughs> so um, so um, now this is very conceptually interesting and important because you have one approach that learns the requirements of Birchus Kohanim either totally local from Birchus Kohanim Ko, Kacha you know Ko Sivarchu or if we're going to have to draw on a comparison we're going to draw it from something that is not really specifically to the role of Kohanim per se it's about the Brachos and the Klolos and it's also a form of a Bracha it's more about a Bracha than it is about being a Kohen okay so those will be that's the constellation we're going to learn from as opposed to the second approach and this is going to continue in a number of ways in which no the constellation of areas we learn it from is their role in the Mikdash so there, it, it could be interesting what differences could emerge from that but so far we're all saying the same thing but learning it from different so places it's also, also a hermeneutic um, uh, dispute going on here as well right? in other words you st- it, 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 it has the same implications as you're saying but like you you stick close to the language and context right if you don't have to if you if you can do it close to the context it's as if you say you, it's inappropriate to go out and be more expensive. yeah but if you could do it completely locally maybe everybody would agree but if you have to search for something a little external mm-hmm. are you going to emphasize the bracha aspect here or the koanim aspect here and that I think is so that's not a general hermeneutic local versus looking outside either way you have to look outside of the immediate context or in some of these cases mm-hmm. but I do think what they're splitting on is do we look at how you do brachas or do we look at what Kohanim do okay and so that's really very interesting mm-hmm. yeah one that I mean I can think of from that is if you're looking at a brachal especially I guess even hurry about wasn't done in the Mikdash would be more likely to have it done outside of the Mikdash right so an right, interesting right. 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 There, right. there's less of an impetus to have it do exactly that. so I think yeah. an important question is right and on the one hand the psukim don't say right the psukim say you know don't say that Kohanim only do this in the Mikdash no, well, well, it does say. Well, we'll get to that, right? But, but on the other hand, if you're learning all of this out from Shiris Bemikdash, how do we know there's a mitzvah birchas kohanim chutz lemikdash? Okay, is there a mitzvah birchas kohanim chutz lemikdash? Is what we do the mitzvah deraisa birchas kohanim? Is it some vecher or whatever, right? So, if the more you say that this is about Shiris and what's the, and mikdash, even though Pshat of the pasuk doesn't emphasize that when it speaks specifically about birchas kohanim, but it says the sharto levarech bishmo, maybe yeah, maybe. It is really Midoraisa Mikdash limited. So I think it's a very profound debate going on here. Is that so, well, 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 we'll talk about it a little bit more. Let's get let's get a little further into Gemara. Okay. Um, okay. Tanya Tanya Ida Kosavarchu Benisir Benisir Kapayim Lifting up the hands. 
So there you go. He gave a blessing to the people. Notice also that was like Bishasa Voda, point we'll get back. So that has like an interest right, that has like everything coming together. The Bracha of a Kohen, Bishasa Voda. But he says and he lifted up his hands. Okay? So um, so it is still learning about straight from an, an, a phenomenon of a bracha, but it happens to be also like rooted in a, in a reality of mikdash. Nevertheless, let's see what the other approach is. Kajalei um, Reb Yonasan. So Reb Yonasan was bothered with this. If you're going to learn it out from there, maybe you can only learn it out very narrowly because they are, you know, Aaron was a Kohen Gadol, um, and it was the case there was it was at the Miluim it happened to have been Rosh Chodesh and it was after bringing all these Korbanot Sibur so if we're going to learn out from there let's, uh, let's only ve- learn out that you do Nisiyas Kabayim under very narrow circumstances fine you're right don't, you don't need that learning out from Aaron then you get stuck, uh, stuck there anyway here's where you learn it from now that's the end of the Pasuk so it's the end of the Pasuk what is it? No, is that So it is the. Am I right? Is that the end of the pasuk? No, I'm sorry. I just made up a pasuk. What is it? I was right the first. I was first right the first time. So that is again a pasuk of So again, notice the same thing. The first approach. It happened to be the case that Aaron had just brought the Avoda, had just brought the Korbanot. But nevertheless, the Limud was, how did Aaron do Birchus Kohanim? And we're going to learn from that how you do Birchus Kohanim. Right? So it's still sort of learning from the act of Birchus Kohanim. The second approach is saying, no, we're going to learn from Avoda of Kohanim. So let's take a look. So, who Avanav Koliyamim? Makish Banavlo. So his children are similar to him. Mahu Benesias Kapayim, the same way Aaron did it when he gave that bracha by lifting up his hands. Afanav Kapayim, when his sons give the bracha, they do it by lifting up the hands. Now, Fixiv Koliyamim, and it says all days, which means that it's not just under special circumstances, Rosh Chodesh, Avodas Tzibur, etc. So you had two questions. Number one was maybe we'll limit it to Kohen Gadol. No, it's not limited to Kohen Gadol. Who Uvanav, right? So he did it. With Nisias Kabayim, the sons. Maybe it's only Rosh Chodesh and Kabanot Tibur. Koyamim. It's not. It's no. It's not on special occasions. Okay. So that tells us don't limit it to that type of a thing. One minute. Now, Viksiv Koyamim. She is Kish. Now you'll say, okay, but that's Lamod Lisharet. That doesn't tell you talking about giving a bracha. No, because we have the other pasuk we said. We have the other bracha that says Lamod Lisharet. Okay. So what this is saying is that you have a pasuk Huvanav Koyamim that says the Avod is done by Aaron's children the same way Aaron did the Avoda right and it's done that way even under normal circumstances not only special circumstances that's a general statement about the Avoda and then he says and since we know Birchus Kohanim is linked to the Avoda 
So the same way the avod is done under by the ch- children, like by the like by the kohen gadol, and they're done, you know, under all circumstances. Then the nesias kapayim, the lifting of the hands that Aaron did when he gave the bracha, is also done the same way, even if you're not a kohen gadol and even not under special circumstances. So again, what this approach is doing is it is wrapping up nesias kapayim birchas kohanim as a as a type of avoda, and therefore we're going to sort of learn how do you know that you do the nesias kapayim normal Kohanim, not special circumstances, because that's true about all the avodas. Is it's done the same way if you're Kohen or Kohen Gadol, and it's you know under special circumstances or not special circumstances. So just hold on. So again, the basic two approaches are: one says, "How do I know that you do it with the lifting of the hands?" Because that's how Aaron gave the bracha. Okay. Now it happens to be yes, that wasn't a context of avoda, but that's being bracketed, right? The challenge to that is, oh, but maybe it was avoda and Kohen Gadol. But the first approach is ignoring that. He's saying, "I don't care." That's how you do bracha calling you lift up your hands and the second approach says that's not enough for me if I want to learn that that's all these avoda these special things about avoda I have to learn out that no that, 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 that the avoda is done in the same way and it's in the same circumstances so I'm going to learn it out by general rules about the, how the avoda is done so again these two different approaches of whether it's about how birchus koning specifically is done or about something about it being part of the avoda yeah, my so point. what I'm trying to understand then is, is very interesting because I was always under the impression that the same for us is so powerful mm-hmm. but like you know we really wanted a limited it's used only like, you know, Yom Kippur or whatever it is, you know, only by Kohen Gadol, you know, but now here, for Makish, him to his sons, that means all the other Kohen Gadol is using the same before. Yeah. Like, that's true. Whenever that's they're doing, like, you well, know, whenever they're doing the Berchus Kohen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's true, yeah. Some, what, only, when the temple was destroyed, is that when they started to do it outside the temple with these other Kohen? So, we'll see. We haven't gotten yet to the outside of the temple. Yeah, um, but, I mean, well, we'll see. It could be that they did it outside. Even when there was a temple, they did it outside. Well, we have to figure out. So, let me use this now. Now that I've been framing this as these two approaches, I want us to turn our attention to this Tosvos, which says... I'm sorry, is that Tosos? Um, no. Um... So he says, Tema. Akati avodas yachi mehechalan. Tosos says, Disrabi says, I don't get it. Even with this rush of koliyamim, so you don't need special circumstances like Rosh Chodesh, but still, um, you know, how do you know that you would do it by a korban, by, by a korban yachid? By avodat yachid means the korban yachid. Maybe you only do it in the context of a korban sibor. Because you have a korban sibor koliyamim every day, you're bringing a korban sibor as a tamid. So how do you know from koliyamim that you do the, that you do the nesias kapayim, the lifting of the hands part of it how do you know you do it when you're without a Corbin Seabor the case by Aaron was a Corbin Seabor and Kohen occurs also by Corbin Seabor every day you have a Corbin Tommy oh he hasn't said that but he says how do you know you do it without a, that's almost implicit let's keep on reading okay but that was the challenge remember the challenge was maybe you need it to be Kohen Gadol Corbin Seabor Rosh Chodesh so we got rid of Kohen Gadol by Banov we got rid of Rosh Chodesh by Kohen Yomim so how do we get rid of Corbin Seabor okay I when was it said the in the Beit Michael, the question is, how do we know that that's the halacha? How do we know you do Nisias Kapayim without all the things that was in the case by Aaron? Right, that's the question. We know the lifting of the hands from Aaron. But the question was, maybe that's limited to Kohen Gadol, Rosh Chodesh, and Korban Sibur. So we limited Kohen Gadol by Bonov. We limited Rosh Chodesh by Kohen Yamim. How did we limit Korban Sibur? I thought we didn't. Meaning, like I thought, in the actual Beit Hamikdash, was done by the Talmud. 
So that's the oh, okay. So that's the question. But is that? But then ha, let's read. So then the question is: But how do you? So are you? Okay. So let's read. So the Gemara says: Mehechalon diyisrabi eka nesias kapayim v'abuchol yamim eka namia for the tzibur kagon tami. So Michael's already once again anticipating Tosus's answer. So Tosus says: Venira devadu l'divya kol imayra for the yachid nesias kapayim. You know what? You're right. You don't do berachos kohanim by a korban yachid. From Yonas Anamir of Shifenakli, when he threw it in, he did. It was really just thrown in, but it really isn't a prop. But it really isn't a challenge because it's really right that you don't do you don't do birchas kohanim by a korban yachid. For having the seeds combined with chayyim, I'll be a vodas tamid. To not bear to bear kei to say the tamid. The lachar shenisra we can yesu ivur magabi keves kevesh umachum yardu baal and lishkas kazis. I want a muna birchu bracha achas v'hein barchu karas eresadibas shema vayom shemo etc. etc. So they only did it with a korban seabor. So it says like Michael, you're right, you know what? It only exists by a korban seabor. It doesn't exist by a korban yard. But of course, then the obvious question is, but then, how do we do it outside the base of Mikdash? Right? So maybe outside the base of Mikdash is all just zechah. Uh, how do you know that that's the mitzvah? So what you again have is, is that if your one approach is saying, I completely ignore the issues of avoda. I just see this as a bracha. So how do I know it's Bamida? I learn it from Har Grisim and Har Eval. How do I know that it's with Nasius Kapayim. When Aaron did it, he did it with Nasius Kapayim. You're going to tell me, oh wait, he was a coin Gado Korbanos. What do I care, coin Gado Korbanos? It's just a question of how do you do the bracha. The relevance of the Korbanos, whatever, is completely irrelevant to this approach. He doesn't see it at all in the context of Avoda. So the fact that it had to, all this Avoda was around it is not a challenge. So according to that, there'd be no question, presumably, that it would be done outside the base of Mikdash. But this other approach sees it very much as an Avoda. How do you know that you do it Bamida? You do the Avoda Bamida. How do you know that you do Nisius Kapayim, Aaron did it. Wait, wait, if Aaron did it, and it's an Avoda, maybe it has to be only with Korban Sibur, only with this case, only with Kohen Gadol, and the end of it says, okay, so it doesn't need Kohen Gadol, it doesn't need Rosh Chodesh, but maybe it still does need Korban Sibur. Okay, but that's a very much of an Avoda type of approach. That approach, you would logically conclude that it would not be Dorais outside the base of Mikdash. So let's take a look as we now continue. Okay, so it says like this. Um, uh... Okay. Um what is it? Yeah. Um Kosovarchas Bene Israel. Bashemamaforash. Ko, because if it's spelled Yudke Vavke, so you read it the way it's spelled. Okay. Atomek Bashem Farash or Ainal Bikinu Yav, maybe in the way it's, you know, pronounced with this normally Alif Dalit. Tamad Lamar, the summer Shmiya Bene the summer Shmi, you should please my name. Shmiyam Yuchadli, my unique my distinctive name. Yoro af bigvulin kain. Maybe even outside the base of mikdash, you use oh you you say it with the shem of the farash. Nemer gan v'sam was shemim v'nemer lalan l'sumis shemim sham. Okay, eslevuzim shemo sham. Thank you. Asher b'chal shem alokecha because v'techa. What is it? What? Yeah, right. L'sumis shemo sham. The place that God has chosen to place His name there. Malhalon base of bechira afkan base bechira. So the place where God is placed, right? V'samu et shemim. Clearly, it's echoing with Samuet Shemi and Lasumet Shemo. So, if God's place is, uh, you know, where God's name is placed, that's the Shema Mufarash. Everywhere else, you do not use the Shema Mufarash. Okay, Rabbi Yoshai Omer, Enot Sarich. Rabbi Omer, 
Okay, so every place where I mention my name, I will come and bless you. So the says, Really? Does this make sense? Wherever, wherever, you know, I will come and I bless you everywhere now because. Wait, no, Rashi so, doesn't say it's everywhere. So wherever I'm going to do it. Okay, so look at Rashi. Rashi says, According to Rashi, like the first challenge is. Is that it? Um, is that if we're going to learn from this, that it's where is the Shem Farash said? It's uh, we're already starting with an assumption that you don't say the Shem Farash everywhere. Of course, that's a little circular because, like, we're going to learn out that the Shem Farash, its use is limited to the Mikdash by reading a pasuk and saying the pasuk obviously can't mean everywhere because we know that you don't say the Shem Farash everywhere. So that's a little circular. So then the next thing Rashi says is the Ode, and here's probably the better approach: so what does it mean okay God's presence now of course you could say where God's presence is called upon is where God comes but somehow there's a sense there's a sense that this puzzle sounds a little bit too much universal a little bit too much like God you know makes his presence dwell everywhere um, and that can't be really God's presence and or God's mefurish name is everywhere Ella Mikrazem is so rough. You have to it's sort of like read, read out of order. Here's how you have to read it. Where I choose to come and bless you, where I cause my Shekhinah to dwell, Sham Shemi. There I will cause my name to be to be stated. Now, of course, the funny thing is God is not being Maskir Shemo, but he's having the Karnim being Maskir Shemo. Where is that place that I will cause my presence to dwell? The Beit HaBechira. When it's the Beit HaBechira, Sham Askir Et Shemi. She says Shiloh, and you know the places while we were building up to the base of Mitzvah. Anyway, Sham Askir Shemi Bevei Tavachira. Okay, so there I will do it. So it's a, whatever we can debate how the Kumar did not have to read the pasuk that way, but nevertheless, it's reading the pasuk that where there is a Avoy Lech Averachticha, um, where there is that presence of God and God is blessing, there there is the Askir Shemi. Now uh, the um, the again the point here though is in terms of our larger issue about that I've been trying to frame is. Um, because I've been leading up to this question about to what degree is this still right outside of the Beis HaMikdash, right? So here we're finally dealing with if the Pesukim are telling us that you say it in a different way outside of the Beis HaMikdash that seems to be telling us that it's still right outside of the Beis HaMikdash. But let's go back and look really about what we said, right? The first approach said, right, the first approach that said how do you know it's not Shem HaMiforash outside the Beis HaMikdash learn it from where? The somewhat Shemi HaBnei Yisrael Shemi HaMiyuchadli, right? So my, my, my decision Distinctive name, that's Shemim Farash, okay? And then it's Yochalaf Bigvulim Kane, right? Memakan, the Samu Nelal, Asumas Shemo Sham, right? Malahal, and so, hold on a second. Just got to, I just lost my, my focus here a second. Hold on a second. Um, hold on. Yeah, so I have to tell you that both of these rush out, um, do not, you know, 
I think, raise the question, even the first one, both of them, though, raise the question of how obvious it is that Pirchas Kohanim is being understood to apply outside of the... I mean, it sounds like if the simple read, let me just say, the simple read of this Breitah is that according to both of these approaches, the only difference is whether it's Shem HaMafarash or not Shem HaMafarash, but the presumption is, is that it equally applies, the mitzvah equally applies outside of the Beis HaMikdash, right? Because although up till now there's been this emphasis of one approach of Avoda, 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 here the whole point seems to be, you know, just the question about whether it's Shem HaMafarash or not, and that it does equally apply to a right there. But if you, but if you actually look at the Drashot, interestingly, both Drashot could lead you to, to think that, me, that, that, that even according to both approaches, it's not the rice outside the base of Mikdash. Right? The first one in particular, and ironically, the way that I've been trying to frame it, the first one, you know, says the language of a Samuat Shemiah B'nai Israel is the language by Birchas Kohanim. And that language of a Samuat Shemiah B'nai Israel is echoed where it says, Asher Bachar Hashem Alakachal Asumet Shemo Sham. So, I mean, it's really a direct echo, right? The Samuat Shemiah B'nai Israel and Lasumet Shemo Sham. So, you know, you could have said that that is really emphasizing that the place where Simat Shem occurs is only in the Beit HaMikdash, right? So even, I mean, that sounds like, now the, the alternative would be to say, and he has a very important way about thinking about this Pasuk about B'chol Mecham Asher Askir at Shemi, right? Because the shot of that Pasuk, which the Gemara is resisting, is exactly that, that God's, God's placing of God's name is not, you know, um, is not limited to one place, right? You know, what happens when you put that universal pasuk up against one place is chosen and a place which sounds like God's place could be anywhere. What do you do with that? That's a very, like a very profound theological question. So what the Gemara has done is it sort of rearranged the pasuk to say, no, 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 this means in the one place. It doesn't mean every place, right? That, but, but on the face of it, there's a very profound theological difference between the one place God has chosen and the Chol Makom So, one so one way of thinking about that difference is that that is exactly the that that Pesach is exactly referencing to the concept of Birchas Kohanim. Because Birchas Kohanim is I choose to put my my, play, my name in one place but you the Kohanim who live not only you don't just live in you know the Mikdash or whatever it's if you don't think about a Mikdash centered Avoda you live all throughout B'nai Israel. your role is to co-sevarch as B'nai Israel. and what happens when you're Mavarch as B'nai Israel? V'samu et Shemi al B'nai Yisrael v'ani yavarchein b'chol makom asher askir et Shemi how is God askir et Shemo? He's askir et Shemo by getting the Kohanim to be v'samu et Shemi right? So then avoy lecha v'erchticha v'avarachem right? So it's actually quite beautiful you understand, you understand what I'm saying? Right? It's actually right there's the there's the Lashumet Shemosham. Lashumet Shemosham, that's the base of Mikdash. Okay? So God places his name at the base of Mikdash. But the Kohanim are Vissamu et Shemi. I am play I God am placing my name at the base of Mikdash. The Kohanim are Vissamu et Shemi, right? And then I will bless them, Baniyavachim, I'll bless them wherever there's Samu et Shemi, which is there is Bahomakom. Asher Askir Shemi. So, Askir Et Shemi. I'm, I'm placing my name only in one place. But any place where I cause my name to be mentioned, 
right? I will come bless you even out there. And that's what the Quranian do. They, they, give you, they place my name. I'm causing my name to be mentioned. And I will come and I will bless you. So it's actually quite a beautiful way of thinking about, right, that it's both the universal and the very local. So I think that that's like a really great shot in the Psukim and sort of understanding what's going on here. Now, with that understood, right, so I think that, um, you know, the question about do we then see Birchas Kohanim as an Avoda or as not an Avoda, right, and how much is it to write outside of the Mikdash um, the more it's just about God's name and a blessing I think like you can like read the Psukim in this way and have that balance the more it's really about like uh, a type of an avoda, you don't want to suggest that that sense of God's presence avoda, whatever is outside of the Mikdash and notice that the second Rasha which more follows the avoda approach is the one that actually rearranged this pasuk to so that it lost its universal punch. Okay, so I think that in the end, I mean, I, I think we're a little bit. It's maybe I'm maybe I'm going a little bit whatever. Anyway, but I think you get the direction that I'm going in here, which is that I think that the first approach is not limited to the avoda. It's okay with the idea that there's a shmi. This is you know that there's that there's the shem hamifurash when it occurs here, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it actually you know can be in all places as opposed to the other approach. Which remains a voter so focused. Yes. So, but, but we're still saying that even the voter focused approach, this is even a call, right? The that what? That you can still say it outside of the community. I don't know. Meaning, I'm not saying is that I'm not sure how much that from this writer, if you look at the second approach, so um, when it says, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 I, it's not clear to me that the second brighter is making it obvious that there's a mitzvah outside of the base of mikdash. The second, is, is yeah. Really quick linguistically, I know the mikdash means you, you you know need to rearrange it. Is there any word relevance to the uh, relationship to the word service? I don't know. Maybe it just means like you're chopping things and moving them around. Okay. So now the Gemara continues. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, okay. Um, now, moving on. Tiny Ida. Kosovar. Israel. B'nai Yisrael mm-hmm. Now of course that's always a problem The presumption that B'nai Yisrael excludes women That it excludes Geirim Anyway, Tamad Lamar and more Lahem All of them L'kulahu Tanyida Kosovarhu Panim Kineget Panim Face to face Not that, you know That they're, that, that they're facing the, you, you know the, That the Kanim are facing the, uh, the, the back of the head well, So it's like Because That's the problem, right? Yeah Panim Panim Yeah So Ata Panim Kineget Panim Or Panim Kineget Maybe they're facing the back of that. Tamad Lomar and more lahem. Tadam Omer lechaveiro, like you're speaking to your friend face to face. Tanya Ida kosevarchu bekoram loud. Oino lebalachash. Maybe it means in a low voice. Tamad Lomar and more lahem. Adam shomer lechaveiro. No, like you would speak, which means doesn't like you don't have to yell it, but it has to be like audible, fully audible. Amar Abaye Nakinon. We 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 hold the position. Shnayim kore kohanim. Ule echad ain kore kohen. If there are two people, then the chazan, uh, you know, then the chazan says kohanim, and then they, you know, and then. But if there's only one kohen, it doesn't say kohen. The person just starts. Shemar and more lahem. So it's reading the Lahem now, meaning not in Israel, but now it's reading it very much in a contemporary liturgical context that the caller calls out to them that they should start. So there needs to be two of them to call out Kohanim. Um, 
So Amar of Chizda, Naktina, we also take the position, Kohen Kore Kohanim, that if the Kohen is leading the davening, he says Kohanim, then Yisrael Kore Kohanim, but if Yisrael is leading, he doesn't, which I, I think we would have thought the opposite. Anyway, Shene Amar, what? We don't hold that, right? Right, Shene Amar, we will see. And more Lahem, Amira Mishalahem, only if you're, the, you're talking amongst your own group, do you call out to them, not if you're an outsider. Okay? Maybe you don't want the Yisrael to be the one telling Kohanim what to do. Mishalahem Tehei. The Yilchza, the Lach is Kavasi Deh. We will like a baye that you say calling when there are two, not when there's one, but not like Rafhiza, you say calling even when there's only one. Now, of course, here we're dealing with something that seems clearly an asmachta. Right? Whether you call out Kohanim or not, you know, is that somebody really saying that that's a derisa part of Birchas Kohanim? It seems very much. We're talking about talking about the Israel doing it, right? We're talking about a contemporary Tfilah liturgical type of a context, which then raises interesting questions about how much all the previous Rashot were derisa as well, although they seem to be. But again, the key question that I want to raise is, is how much is a presumption that outside of the Mikdash it's still Raisa? How clear is that? To me, I think that that, particularly the, emphasis, the approach that emphasized the Avoda, sort of, re, re, you know, that remains very much a question. Okay, so, um, let's take a look. Oh, um, by the way, let me just show you one important toast or so on Lamed Chedam Aleph before we turn the page. Right at the bottom of Harei Omer, it says like this. Um, the Nira Lari, two lines before the lines get wide in the Tosos, Kohen Shabirach Birchas Kohanim Biyashiva, Lo Asavalo Klum, Hold the Iskish Bracha Lesheris. The Gabi Sheris, I'm correct, based is Vachim, the Yoshev Mechalel Avoda. If he gave the bracha uh, sitting, but the evidence doesn't work, the same with the avod, but the evidence is no good, and you would have to go ahead and do it again. So what's inter- interesting is he's learning out something from the avod, treating that avod very seriously, right? And mechalel the avodah. So again, really much emphasizing the avod approach and learning out that the evidence doesn't work. Um, this is actually very relevant because it's an important question about uh, kolanim uh, who is uh, elderly and uh, and can't stand, needs a wheelchair needs to, uh, you know, you know uh, support his weight and so on, is it really true that he cannot, you know, do the birchos uh, koanim? So, uh, partly it's a question about, on the one hand, you could say that if you learn it out from the avoda, you have you reach the conclusion that the re-reaches, which is that it's the avid puzzle, whereas if you learn it out from the other approach, maybe that's not the same conclusion you would read. Maybe you could argue it's a l'chatchila, it's not ma'akev. But the other interesting thing to raise is that if you learn it out from the avoda, maybe you could say that that's only when it's in the in the mikdash, that's only when it's connected to the avoda. Maybe you don't have the same requirements when it's not connected right, to the avoda. The general law is that you don't do it, but uh, you don't do you it. That you can't stand. Yeah, you can't. You can't even pain or whatever it is. No, I mean with assisted whatever. It's different questions, but uh, so you re- really can't stand. Then if that's like a wheelchair bound, you know. But uh, I think there's an uh, there's there's room to argue that you could do it. Well, what about I've the, had that experience. Yeah. I've, I've been to a davening. Yeah. With a, a Cohen. Um, in a wheelchair. Yeah, and he went with the Birchus Khanim, right? Yeah. And what about the, now that we mentioned that, you know, we, we're doing it outside. I still don't understand that the economy won Eretz Yisrael, all of Eretz Yisrael, doing Kat Kwanim, but who's ours or not? Okay, well, we, we haven't got to that yet. That's, anyway, that's a, that's a more of a contemporary practice. Um, no, it comes, I'd say, whatever, we'll, we'll discuss it. I, it's Ashkenazi versus Swarty approach. Swarty do it outside of us. I'm a Rebbe Yosef, so believe me, if it's an Ashkenazi Swarty, it's not in the Gemara already, they say, okay?
Okay, according to the Gemara, you would do it every day in Chutzlars. Right, exactly. The Gemara assumes you're doing it every day in Chutzlars as well. But again, the question I'm raising is, is it, has it been clear that that's outside of the Mikdash? Um, I mean, I think, anyway, I'm just repeating what I said before. Yeah. Can you think with most of having to sit on the rock and they're holding his hands up, even though he's not expressing a blessing, the Oh, I don't know, because his hands were were, were prusas el shamayim as opposed to directed towards the people. So I don't think that's the model. Okay, I want to be Yosher ben Levi. How do you know that God desires for the kohen to give the brachah? You place my name and I will bless them, which makes it sound like it's not like oh, if they want my name placed on them, then give them the bracha. It sounds like I need you to put their to, to place my name on them so I can bless them. Like God wants this to be done. The Amar Rabbi Yosher ben Levi, any any going that gives the bracha is himself blessed. So sheinu mivarech inu mitzbarech. But now if you're not doesn't give the bracha, you won't be blessed. Shenemar vavacham mivarecheka. I will bless those who bless you. So he kind just puts himself into that bracha of Avraham that he gets blessed because he blessed the people. Some Rabbi Yosher ben Levi kol going sheinu ole leduchan over b'shlosha ase transgresses three positive mitzvot. Kosevarchu and more lahem v'samuak shemi. Okay. So uh, yeah, you have to right. So it's interesting, right? Why first were we giving encouragement? Uh, you don't do it you're not going to be blessed and now we're saying you're actually obligated you know so uh, but maybe it's that's a debate well no it's not a debate Yeshua Ben Levi said both of them okay so anyway um, okay so we'll, we'll, we'll take a look but I want to also say is it clear that he's talking about in our contemporary context he says in Ola Leduchan so it's Ola Leduchan we don't have a Duchan last I checked okay in our show and maybe other shows too I don't know but I, if he used but, we, when we, but when we talk about it we say oh well you're Ola Leduchan like we call it duchening, but that's not a verb. Duchan is the platform. Okay, so this, the, so he, so the simple shot is in the mikdash. If you're not olul duchan, but does he mean? No, no, no. It means anyone who doesn't go up when it's time to go up. Okay, so let's keep on reading. Okay, the summer shemi. We're saying he might be a Ben Grisha Ben Chalutza, and that's why he's not doing the Birchas Karnim. So he just brings ill repute on himself. So, they don't really debate. How does Salik Leprokim? How does Salik Leprokim? One is if he goes up occasionally, um, then you know he's not a Ben Grisha Ben Chalutza. The other is if he, if, he doesn't, if he never goes up at all, then people also suspect that he's a Ben Grisha Ben Chalutza. But every time he doesn't go up, he's over on these assays. Now, interestingly, Rashi says Leprokim, Rashi says, B'chagim Moadim. Which says, oh, that sounds familiar. So, <laughs> I wonder what the difference of Chag and Moed is. Does he mean Cholomoed? So that might be. So we don't do it on Cholomoed. But anyway, Rosh already acknowledging that maybe there's a, like, why don't you say B'Shabbos to B'Chagim? Is he not reflecting like Ashkenazi practice, you know, about that's only during, during Yantif. Um, so, what? That's not what he means, you think? I do think he means that, but I don't think it's going to say shot in the Gemara. All the Gemara means is if every now and then he goes up, nobody thinks he's a Ben Grusha. Right? Why does Rashi say, oh, if he goes up just on Yantis? Shadow the Gemara is that nobody's going to think he's a Ben Grusha. Sometimes he goes up and sometimes he doesn't go up. They'll think he's lazy. The one thing is a Ben Grusha. Rashi all of a sudden decides to say that it means he goes up Dafka and Yantis. I think he's, re- I think he's reflecting Ashkenazi pra- contemporary Ashkenazi practice. Okay. If you don't go up and now, the same Rebbe Shubham Levi who quoted these essays and I was, I was raising questions of do we need, again, in the Mitzvah, out of the Mitzvah, whatever, here he's clearly talking about in the show context. 
which also makes the Olal Duchen and those other statements seem to be very clearly in the show context. If you don't go up while they're in the middle of Ritzay, then don't go up, right? Because the Birch Karim comes after the Bracha of Ritzay. Um, but if you didn't go up while, while the Shriach Tzibur was doing Ritzay, you can't go up after the Bracha he blessed them and then he came down after bringing the Korbanot so the blessing was still in the context of the Korbanot he hadn't even descended from the from, from the Mizbeach so you have to the, the, the bracha has to be taking place in the context of the Korbanot so even if it's made after the end of Ritzay you have to it has to be in that context you have to be going up to the Duchan while we're talking about the Avodah so here you have the idea that very much that even when it's in the Shul and it's not in the Mikdash at all we have to situate it in the context of the Avodah yes I'm happy with the choreography weren't the Lugim on the Duchan um, there was that's where they sang from no? yeah you, you're, you're right I have to check there's a different Duchan I think we're talking about I, I, I have to get back to you on that it gets crowded uh, yeah, no 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 I think we're talking about a different Duchan also, right? I mean, we say yeah. yeah, yeah, before till you get to the end of the bracha. Because you're not actually talking about the till you get to the bracha. The bracha. Okay. Um, Aini says the Gemara. The bracha of Hamachazir Shchinasa or Shalchalavat Chabiyur and Avod. That's also, by the way, interesting. Um, the Shalchalavat Chabiyur and Avod is actually a different nusach of the Birchus Ritzei um, that exists in manuscripts and whatever and it seems that at a certain stage there was a convention to um, I mean this has some, some of this is true about like for example the bracha about um, that some people say the bracha of Oseha Shalom on Oseha Shalom um, Shalom and really it was never like say oh let's do something different for like you know let's construct a new nusach bracha really it was that there were always these two chatimot in competing liturgies and in the end it was sort of you know one became the standard and one became used only during Yosef Tshuva I mean some people don't, don't use it during I, like, I, I don't use it during Yosef Tshuva either but for those who do but the point is that they were existing competing brachas and it got resolved that way so the same is true about although I do personally think that so it wasn't like it was specifically constructed for Birchus Karnim if you think about it you know in uh, Svarim where they do Birchus Karnim every day Svarim communities do they say on Yantas they don't okay but I think again for Ashkenazim at least I think I, you understand it is like future oriented when you end the bracha it's a voda and then you go into Birchus Karnim right it much more sort of situates it you know as an avoda so what uh, I'm pretty sure earlier. I'm pretty sure. No, not in the Talmud. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Like in Modim, like the Modim Zeravon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the, the Modim is, but this, this is it. But I'm pretty positive it's before the Brinkley. Anyway, so anyway, so after, so, so they went up presumably only after the Chasimus Habracha. Um, so didn't they go up only after the Chasimus Habracha? So the Gemara says, Revami Ravaski me Karahaviyakiri Karayu Matalo Avimatu. No, 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 they, they, they started lifting up their legs. You know, they started moving a little bit. They just didn't get all the way up until after. But the process began. Matuhatam. Uchidetani, Uchidetani, Rabbi Yoshaya, like Rabbi Yoshaya teaches, um, 
This idea that you have to, uh, um, you know, uh, that that uh, um, that you have to, what do you call it? Um, you know, start going up, and you can't go up after the end of the bracha. Is only if you didn't lift up your leg. Once you lift up your leg, Ola, then you can go up even after the bracha was over. The Tanan Nami, and we taught similarly. If the Shliach Tzibor is himself a Kohen, is he allowed to do Birchas Kohanim? Or are we afraid that he'll get confused? So we say, you know what? If, he, if he's certain that he can do Birchas Kohanim and afterwards return to his role as Shliach Tzibor and not get like all the tumult about where he's up to, then he's permitted to do that. Vavinenban, we ask, Halo Akar, how can he do that? He didn't, uh, it's good that he wants to do the Birchus Kohanim, but when he was doing the Bracha of Ritzay, he didn't start moving up to the Abima. He's standing in the middle of Shimon Ashray. So, you know, he can't really move at all. So what do you mean? He, didn't, he can't begin moving, even begin moving to the Bima. Ella did not port Okay, you know what? You don't even have to literally lift up your net. You just have to like, it doesn't move a little bit. I don't know, like, you know, you, you jump forward a, no, and shuckle. I think you have to move your feet a little, but maybe like half a centimeter, you know, you, 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 you jumped forward. So, Hokanami, the Akaporsa, you began to move even a, even a slight little movement, even if you didn't even displace your position. The slight beginning of the movement is enough to situate you in the Avoda. Okay. I don't know why. Okay, anyway. There, I'm a Rebbe Yeshua ben Levi. To me, uh, and Rebbe Yeshua ben Levi also says, "Ain't no sin kosher bracha levarech el tov ayin." Now, this and the one reason we're just quoting this because it's another statement of Rebbe Yeshua ben Levi. But in the other statement, we're talking about an attitude towards giving a bracha. The koanim are giving a bracha. Similarly, you don't give the person to give the bracha on birchas hamazon unless he, by nature, is of a generous type of a disposition. Because you want the bracha. It's not just words. You want them to be an expression. You know, God should bless you, and you should have all good things and it should come from somebody who is of good heart of generous heart the good of I he will be blessed he gave from his bread to the poor do not read will be blessed shall also be the one to give the blessings how do you know that those that are stingy even the birds know who the stingy people are like your whole attitude you, you, you communicate your attitude without words I think it I think it's very powerful again what he's saying somebody who's giving a bracha it's not just the words that you're saying you want a, somebody with a generous attitude and the way it's expressed so similarly somebody who's stingy you know even birds who don't understand language they, they can sense a stingy person you communicate it even to the birds because, um, because like uh, you know uh, uh, for nothing is, for, is the uh, is the one who um, uh, um, what is it? Rashi says the one who, like scatters the bread in the uh, in the in the nets. What they would do is they scatter seed in the nets to get the birds to come and take it. So this is a pasuk that's again in the context of a stingy person, and it says a stingy person for naught is he trying to scatter his seeds in the nest for all the birds because the birds aren't going to come and take it. Who wants to take the Who wants to take the seeds of a stingy person? So you're throwing out your seeds. They know you're stingy. They don't want to have anything to do with you. Okay, but again, I think the power is you're going to give a birchas kohanim you know there's a way you give a bracha and it's much more also the nonverbal part that's communicating the bracha okay and we'll just read one more one more line about this Zamar Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi where were we Zamar Rabbi Ayin anybody who benefits from a stingy person over beloved you're transgressing Shenemar Al Tzalach 
Shemes Lechem Ra Ra Ayin do not have the bread of the one of 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 bad eye. Ki Kamos Se'ar or Sha'ar Benafshohu. It's like a uh, a paint his soul. Ochel v'shotel Yomar Lecha. He'll eat and drink, but ultimately he doesn't want you to. He might in his words say, No, 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 it's okay. You can have it, but it's very clear that he doesn't want you to have it. So you're almost like stealing it from him. Okay, so even his you know good you know so not only is he obviously doing the wrong thing, but like you got to stay away from him because because he's really not offering you what he says he's offering you. And Rav Nachman Omer, Omer over Lavim, do not eat with his bread and do not desire it. Okay, so we will end with this. I guess we will uh, we'll end with this right now, and we'll continue tomorrow.